0: It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live. For answers, taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt
1: Slick. Here's the match look live, and if you want to give me a call, all you have to do is dial seven seven two zero seven two two seven six and uh today's date is let's see september twenty seventh twenty twenty three so praise God, all right I'm gonna get into um to uh rumble here in a sec get anything in there. We also, uh, we simulcast the show on rumble.com forward slash Matt Live. You can also watch if you're interested It's me. Not a big deal. But uh, on um, Facebook and YouTube. And so we have the information that you need on uh, karm.org forward slash uh, social media. Just type in social media at the end and it'll get you this stuff. And uh, what's really good about the, uh, oh man, rumble. Okay. Whoa, sorry about that. Oh, nice yawn. What's so good about that is the people who are in the room and the discussions that we have with them. Good folks. Good, seriously, good folks. All right. We have nobody waiting right now. And when that happens, uh, often what I do is uh, do hate mail or, and or questions, Q and A from uh, radio listeners. Who, uh, boy, got a good yawn. I did not get enough sleep last night. Obviously, and I've been up early and working hard and uh, doing a lot of physical work and getting things ready. And then I can write a sermon. I can do Bible study and the radio and so much more to do. You know, uh praise God that at my age I can still do a lot of stuff, and I'm just thankful for that. All right. Hey, why don't you give me a call? Eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. So, I had to go out uh to the store today and get a replacement sheet of wood for underneath our kitchen sink. You know over the years it's uh it's kind of gotten uh damaged well not a big deal just cut it out with a uh a jigsaw and measurements went to the store and get a you know some a two pieces of plywood we're going to cut and my friend is here and we're going to cut it and put some stuff in there you know not a, it's easy stuff just standard stuff all right so um i'm always looking for opportunities to witness and so we're in the self-checkout lane lane line, lane uh at any rate and there's a, a nice young lady there helping out and doing stuff like that for people and and uh, I'm always looking, but it's got to be a, some way to, to witness, to, you know, to, to spread the word. And, and uh these impromptu situations, I'll, I'll, I said, oh, that's right, I remember what I said, I said, do, do people try and steal, you know, uh, that's a good, good opening question, do people try and steal here? She goes, oh, all the time. And I said, you know, I can't understand that because, you know, I'm a minister. And uh, I, I just believe in, in, in honesty and integrity. And she says, Well, where do you go? What, what church? So I explained what I do. I say minister is a generic kind of a thing. And uh, I said, Well, you know, I'm an apologist. I defend the faith. And uh, she go, I said, You're a Christian? She says, Yes. So we're getting right into the conversation. I said, What church do you go to? And I could tell, or I suspected, from the, the, the type of the name of the church. Uh, I so said, what's happening now, church, you know? I said, oh, do they have women pastors and elders? She goes, yes. <laughs> so, I <laughs> all, all of this is like within a minute, right? And I'm trying to be polite and, and uh, I said, okay. I said, look, I said, um, yeah, I, I study this kind of stuff and uh, you know, they're not supposed to be pastors and elders. And she just smiles. <laughs> She's tried to be nice, <laughs> and I said, "Look, let me show a website." and I show my on my phone, I show the website and I talk about some stuff and try and um and just try and and you know just, just try just women pastors and elders are so bad. it is so bad, and they're not to be in that position. They should not be they, it's just bad it's bad practically and it's bad theologically really bad theologically and it's just not a good thing and so uh... i'm saying that on purpose hope people want to call up and go
2: what what are you saying
1: you've heard me (laughs) and uh... as i always not always but you know i'll say i'll say over the radio i even told her this i said look i do radio but no radio for twenty years and i said semi-regularly you know i'll I'll offer to debate um, with the women pastors, elders. You know, I'll fly to your church. We'll have a debate. It's got to be tele. You know, either filmed or whatever. I said, no one takes me up on it. You know, does the Bible support women pastors and elders? And uh, it doesn't. You know, the Bible does not. In fact, it condemns it. And so, it really bothers me. Is why uh, I'm gonna just say it. Why is it that Christians don't want to believe God's word? Why do they they uh they want to do what's popular what do that they they think is right instead of submitting to god's truth and in their sin and their rebellion against God's word and having women pastors and elders and uh they should stop that and if you go to a church that has pastors women pastors and elders you should go you should leave okay you can go to the elders and say you're not supposed to have uh Women, pastors, and elders. Because the Bible says, and you can go to my website, you can look it up women, pastors, and elders, and why it's not biblical. And there's the scriptures, there's the references. It's right there in scripture. All right? Not just an opinion. You know, I'm not a misogynist. But uh, that's what it says. You know? Paul says in First Timothy two twelve and 13 he says I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man but remain silent for Adam was first created he ties it back to the created order then you go to, to uh, you know, 1 Peter three fifteen, the next chapter over Paul says that uh, that uh, <clears throat> he says in the next chapter what they're trying to do is he's saying he's given instruction on how to behave in the household of God that's what he's saying. The household of God, that's what he's doing. And so why is it that they're not believing? Why is it that they uh, this is what he's giving instruction to? Well if people are if that's what he's saying, why aren't you listening? I just don't get it. And then you know, he says uh Paul says that the elder, you know, at 1 Timothy 5:17 he says that the, uh, the elders are will be worthy of double honor, especially those who were hard at preaching and teaching. So a preacher to pastor is an elder. All right. So it says the elder in Titus 1, 5 through 7, and also First Timothy 3, 1 through, well, you know, first several verses, um, that an elder is to be an Arameos Gunaikos in Greek, you know, a, a man of one woman. A husband of one wife how does that happen how do you how do you do that if you're a woman and uh you know people say well that just was just meant for the culture then why did paul tie it into the created order and why do he say he's giving instructions for the church and how we're behaving in the church so this drives me crazy why is it people refuse to believe the word of god that's what I'm saying. If you don't believe, you know, if you believe in women pastors and elders, you're disobedient to the Word of God. Okay, I'll just say it. You can call me up and you can disagree. You can say, "Well, what about this? What about that?" We'll answer. Them. Okay. Talk about Phoebe. Talk about Deborah. We can talk about them. Priscilla, you can do it. And call me up. Say, "Well, you think you're wrong." Okay. Why am I wrong? Show me Scripture where it says that women can be pastors and elders. And why is this so significant? Why is it so important? Well, it is, is because of doctrine called federal headship. Federal headship is the, the teaching that the male, not the female, but the male represents a descendants. The male represents a descendants. So Adam and Eve were in the garden. She sinned first. Then she gave the fruit to Adam. But sin entered the world through Adam. Romans 5.12 but did not enter through her but she was in the world because he's a federal head and when they uh, they hid themselves the pre-incarnate Christ came and said to the man where are you? He didn't say Eve where are you? or Adam and Eve he said to the man where are you? He went straight to the man why? because the man's the captain of the ship just like a captain of a ship think of that that's what a federal headship is, you know, Some you have a great captain and smiled. and uh, embarrassed by their crooked teeth. So why do they we have the a break on kids, now? We got a break on. So what's going on? To straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything okay. worse. Luckily, there's donated orthodontic services a program from the American... All right, are we on the air? Don't know what happened there. That's out of our normal time frame and reference. Don't know what's going on. to get new yes, guys you're live. You weren't live. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Okay, because we have new guys in there sometimes, and then they go, you know, what would I do? Well, it's just fine. It happens. Not a big deal. All right. So back to the women pastors and elders. Okay. So. So. Whenever uh, I did my research, 80% of the churches and denominations that adopt women pastors and elders within two generations start uh, going pro-homosexual. They started, "Ah, you know, it's an alternative lifestyle. We've got to be loving and kind and it's okay. And, you know, no, it's not okay. And uh, we do need to be loving and kind, sure, but it's not, it's not homosexuality. The LGBT movement, it's all, it's sin. It is sin and rebellion against God. You know, I'm going to c- offer a complaint. Now, I know there's a lot of go- godly people out there. I know there are. There's a lot of godly people out there. And uh, a lot of godly pastors, a lot of people who um, believe the word of God so i'm not talking about them there's some good one's out okay however so many people who claim to be christians just deny the word of god trample it underfoot and subject it to their feelings and their preferences you know and uh so women pastors that's just so misogynistic are you checking what scripture says yeah because the Bible does not support women pastors and elders, folks. It does, just does not. It, it condemns it. It says don't do it. Okay. And, uh, but churches do it anyway. I, I could never go to a church where they have uh, a path, women pastors and elders because I can't trust them. How, you can't get this right. How do you get that right? Anything else? You can't even get the... It says not to do it. And you, you just disobey it. I, I don't trust you. you know, that's my view. And so uh, it's going to go bad, you know, um, why is it that people just who claim the name of Christ don't want to believe the word of Christ? And yeah, I just have a hard time with that. That's me. I have a hard time with it. All right. Hey, let's try and get on the air with uh, Gabriel from Maryland. Gabriel, welcome. You're on the air.
3: Hi, Matt. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. So, yeah, the specifics of my question is uh, Israel being the vineyard of the Lord, like symbolically representing being represented as a vineyard. And you have that in Isaiah 5 7, where he explicitly mm-hmm. says, Indeed, Israel is the vineyard of the Lord mm-hmm. who commands armies, etc. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you did not have that passage if it wasn't explicitly stated would you still be able to call israel the vineyard of the lord with all the additional imagery
1: related to that yes psalm 80 verse 8 you removed a vine from egypt you drove out the nations and planted it so the idea is there in scripture and all you need is one verse to say it. As people, we'll often say, "Well, it only says it one time." And I say, well, "How many times has God got to say something for it to be true?" So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, so the vineyard, it's there. Yeah. Okay.
3: So that was kind of the like the pinpoint to my broader question, which is, and okay. hermeneutics, um, and connecting symbolism. Do you have to have a single explicit statement or is it sufficient to build evidence from weak evidence build up of, from weak evidence of multiple verses that kind of allude to things but don't just say it outright?
1: yes and no okay there's a yes and no sometimes okay. doctrines are explicitly taught and sometimes they're implicitly taught sometimes God wants us to look at a parable and find out what's hidden in the parable and then we learn the truth out mm-hmm. of it sometimes you don't learn a, a principle until you've examined several scriptures and uh, we've got a break so hold on buddy okay we'll be right back we'll continue talking about this alright and uh, hey folks if you want to give me a call all you got to do is dial 8772 Zero seven two two seven six be right back.
0: It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick.
1: With Gabriel. And uh, Mm -hmm. Gabriel, are you still there?
3: I'm still here. All right, man.
1: Okay, so we had a break there and uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, vineyard, which is out of Isaiah 5-7. Good call. So yes and so what else you got so um,
3: other examples Mm -hmm. I guess would be the trinity where it's kind of an opposite example in that you don't have an explicit verse that lists all three other than the baptism one I guess uh, but you sort of infer from the evidence that there is such a thing as the Trinity.
1: Yes, it's a necessary conclusion by looking at Scripture. It's a logically necessary uh, conclusion.
3: Mm-hmm. And so, is it more the logic that leads you to that
1: conclusion,
3: yes. or it's is it?
1: Simple. Uh-huh. Logic.
3: Less than the, the biblical teaches. evidence.
1: Well, it's biblical. It's biblical because the Bible says there's one God, Isaiah 43, 10, 44, 6, 44, 8, 45, 5. One God. All right. Mm-hmm. But it says Jesus is God, the Father is God, the Holy Spirit's God. Okay. They speak to each other. They have different wills. Okay. Well, that's called personhood. Hence, three persons, one God. It's really simple. That's what the logic of it requires.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, That was the main thing for that question. Another one that I have, if you have time, if you don't have other callers.
1: i got one caller, but go ahead.
3: Okay. Um, There's a passage that people occasionally ask you about, about uh, Jesus healing a blind man, and Mm -hmm. he says that people are walking around uh, like trees? Yes, I can explain that one. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say I've heard your explanation, Mm -hmm. and I disagree with it, or or I think that it's
1: insufficient.
3: So if I may, what was my explanation?
1: Let's see. What was the explanation?
3: Yeah, your, that uh, it's a cultural reference that people were walking around with bags of sticks um, to light fires.
1: And they would, they that was what he was the referencing. They would go up in mm-hmm. the hills and they would do, it was somebody, it's how they made a living sometimes. Go walk up into the hills. And uh, they would take large bundles of twigs and stuff that they would gather further and further up into the hills and trees. They'd bundle them up. They'd walk under, get underneath them, and then they'd lift themselves up. And, um, and they would walk them uh, down the hill. Okay. Yes. So it's that's what I heard you say you before. That, okay, go ahead.
3: I understand. My... Uh, objection is that I think that's missing the point of the passage
1: well uh, well, I wasn't saying that was the point I'm saying that's why he said that when his vision was coming back what's it mean man walking about his trees that's what now when you understand that they did that cultural thing of taking the twigs and bu- bundling up that's what he was seeing that's all it was that's, that's what the point is
3: But it also makes it sound like Jesus did an imperfect job healing him the first go around and had to do it again.
1: Of course not. Why would you say that?
3: Because if he has blurred vision, seeing people that look like trees, he's not seeing people clearly enough to recognize that they aren't trees.
1: And what makes you think that it's, it's an imperfect thing that Jesus did the first time if it was necessary to do it a second. What makes you think it was imperfect?
3: So the way that you describe it makes me think that. I don't actually think that it was imperfect.
1: My, well, I don't either. The, but the you, thing that you, I yeah. want to say... Wait, hold on, hold on. Do you understand that, that okay. walking by his trees is a cultural thing that people would... That's why he said that because they were having bundles on them while well, I was walking and saw that that's what you you understand that right yeah I understand okay However. So then however what okay
3: however that does not clearly indicate so adding saying that focusing clearly on that out.
1: point that it's a cultural thing what well, doesn't does it, it, your sentence it doesn't Clearly indicate okay. what?
3: That Christ is a perfect healer and in wait, addition wait, to wait, that he gives wait, people wait
1: wait, wait 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 you don't realize what you're you're doing here. Okay, I'm gonna help you out. What am you're I doing? You're presupposing that a perfect healer must mean that when the first time he did it was there was it. That's what you're you're assuming. Words that say that in Scripture, that a perfect healer must do it right the first time. And how do you know it wasn't exactly what Jesus wanted, and then um, the, the second time was even more? There's a reason for it. There's a reason it would happen twice. I don't know the reason is yet. Okay?
3: So the reason might have been to indicate as is referenced in the scriptures of the psalm, Psalm number one is probably the best example, that people are likened to trees frequently throughout the scriptures, sort of like Israel is likened to a vineyard frequently throughout the scriptures. And that the point of the passage wasn't just to show that Jesus healed the man, but that he gave him spiritual understanding in that moment similar to how he forgives sins that there was more going on in that moment that it wasn't just a physical healing but a
1: spiritual event maybe and they came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to Jesus and implored him to touch him. Taking the blind man by the hand, he brought him out of the village, and after spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked, "Do you see anything?" And why would Jesus ask him if he saw anything? He's God in flesh. Why, why would he do Because that? he always asks.
3: He he always has people perform some sort of proof that what he did was effective.
1: No, no, not necessarily. So, no, 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 no. Hold on why would he if jesus is god he knows all things why he's saying do you see anything did jesus not know no he knew come on okay so then he's asking him to do something right for the own benefit as well as the benefit of others right yeah he looked up the man looked up and said i see men for i see them like trees walking around that's what he was seeing these guys doing that job okay Mm -hmm. then he he laid his hands on his eyes looked intently and was restored and began to see everything clearly and he said to him you know do not even enter the village okay so i don't see any Mm -hmm. problem there there's no imperfect anything there if you want to say it's imperfect you have to say that that jesus had to do it this right way the first time had to be complete the first time that's how it has to be well where's that in scripture okay you there I mean, yeah i'm here
3: I'm here I'm, yeah so yeah can't... i understand i apologize you're right i, I apologize so um, i'm just saying
1: it, it's you're you're assuming a certain thing must be done a certain way but
3: well damn, i'm thinking were there any other healings where jesus had to do it twice
1: I don't know about twice, but there's one where it says he, he couldn't do any miracles there because of people's lack of faith. Well, wait a minute, how is that possible if he's God? His lack of faith, their lack of faith, meant he couldn't do anything? There's more going on here. That's when you see stuff like this. You have to be careful not to draw a conclusion too quickly, because this is what uh, People often, sometimes, what they'll do is they'll make a conclusion about something, and they'll say, "That's the conclusion. That's what it is." Then they find something else, mm-hmm. and they make it fit. And that's mm-hmm. not a healthy thing to do. It might be. Well, let's be a break here. You have to run about ideas. Of why did Jesus do it twice? Is there is there another place where it's twice? Is there or not? What about the pleasures that couldn't do any really faith? How does that affect what's going on? You have to ask all kinds of questions before you drop conclusions. Hey, hold on. Buddy. We're going to have to break, okay? Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: It's Matt Slick Live! taking your calls at 877-207-2276 here's matt slick everybody welcome back to the show oh did we lose him oh i
1: think we did because i can't seem to he's not there um i was gonna ask i did a little bit of research during the break about this uh this issue of the miracle i don't see any other place in scripture where she just did something twice however here's a question see his questions a really good question but i would uh... not i've learned enough to not jump to a conclusion too quickly because i'd say why did to do it twice now i could immediately could come up with an idea but i don't know if the idea is good so you could look around you could see jesus cl- cleansed the temple twice he would say Truly, truly, I say to you. That's two, two, repeat. In Genesis twenty-two eleven, God said to Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. He said it twice. The Bible says by two witnesses, a truth is established. That's that, you know, two, twice. What's going on with two times? So what I would do is do a, a research on why two or twice or repeat if something occurs what's the purpose about it and see if there's a pattern there and then go back and look at the text and say is there something broader going on here that the Holy Spirit is putting in there and that's something we would have to ask I say this because I don't want people too frequently to just come up with an idea and say, oh, I figured it out. It took me three seconds, and I got figure it figured out, and this is why. You know, like he he, uh, he, he cleansed the temple twice because he failed the first time. Really? How do you know? How do you know it wasn't done to- two different times a year apart, whatever apart? You know, why would it have to be done twice? Two judgments on the temple? And, uh, you know, it, it, see you got to look you got to learn and that's what i say to people is don't be so quick uh, you know, do some practice and do searches on bible programs and see if you can find out what the pattern is that god's talking about all right let's try this let's see which one do i get to let's try isaac hey isaac welcome you're on the air Uh, Thanks for taking the call, Matt.
2: Uh, Enjoy your show. It's uh, quite interesting.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So uh,
2: there's an ongoing debate uh, among some friends here about uh, marriage, biblical marriage. Okay. And um, so this scenario, uh, there's a man and a woman. Um, They've known each other for quite some time, and uh, they they date, and the man decides to ask the woman's father if he can ask his daughter uh, in marriage, and, and the, the father says, yes. Mm-hmm. The man buys the woman a ring and asks her to marry him. She says, yes.
1: Okay. Okay
2: well they consummate the relationship
1: after marriage after that after marriage
2: uh, after the after the proposal and the and the acceptance of the ring and the so she engaged. agrees to yes
1: yeah then they, they have yes. sinned they have sinned
2: I, okay. okay well i'd say, so uh the thing of it is i mean I, looking in, looking in uh, the the Isaac and Rebecca story in the in the Bible. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't see where there's a ceremony. I don't see a, a license. I don't see anything you know like that. And after doing some research in the United States, I mean, marriage licenses only started in the 1920s or so. So. I was just, you know, trying to figure this
1: out. All right. A marriage is a, uh, normally speaking, it's a covenant, okay? And Mm -hmm. a covenant is a pact or an agreement between two or more parties. So when I married my Mm -hmm. wife, uh, I made a covenant with her. And the covenant sign that she and I both bear upon our bodies is our wedding rings so we made a covenant with each other we also made a covenant with god that we will be faithful before god and will trust god etc we also made a covenant with the people who are watching and that we will not uh you know i won't go to bed with the other women i won't i'm not going to provide financially for the other women like i do with my wife you know things like that and so right. uh it it a marriage is a three way covenant between the couple, the couple and God, the couple and, and the, the, the witnesses. Okay, so look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And the covenant occurs when the ceremony occurs. And that's when it's ratified. A covenant is either written or spoken. And covenants have signs. This is the biblical way. There's the e- blood of the eternal covenant. In Hebrews 13.20 comes out of God's character it's his nature that's it and so it's manifested in the blood of Christ that's the covenant sign the manifestation of that eternal covenant which is also called the new covenant and so communion mm-hmm. has a covenant sign and Abraham his circumcision was a covenant sign Okay, and uh, Noah mm-hmm. it was the rainbow etc Okay. so when we we, uh, if I, you know, when I asked my wife to, uh, to, to, to marry me, we, you know, she said yes, we're then engaged, but we're not married. We're engaged to be married. We're not married. And sexual intercourse is, is between a married couple, a husband and a wife. So, flat out, any couple that's engaged and engaged in, in uh, sexual intercourse is committing sin. It's sinful. They need to repent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's all it. right. Appreciate appreciate your response. Okay, and if anybody wants to talk to me about it, call me up, and I will politely correct them, and and urge them to follow. The truth. Now, here's something. I'm gonna just before you go. I wanna say something here. We've got a break coming up, but I've counseled couples before. Where uh, mar- premarital counseling, they want me to do the wedding, and I say that's fine. But uh, if we do this, we have to do mar- premarital counseling. I'm asking a lot of questions. Okay, and we do this, and then a- after a while, we're talking about. It, I said, okay, have you been messing around with each other before you're married? Yes. I say, okay, I'm giving the short version because we're on, you know, I do it tactfully. But the short version is, is right. I say, okay, here's how it's going to work. It's going to work. You, from this moment on, you don't fornicate until, uh, you know, you no, until. You don't fornicate, period. And then you only have relations after you're married. And if you fall in fornication, before then, we postpone the marriage six months and we go through counseling. I said, mm-hmm. "That's that's the agreement that you'll make with me, and if you don't agree, find someone else." That's what I tell him. Mm-hmm. And then I say to the uh, to the woman, "I say, this man's supposed to protect you. This man's supposed to provide for you. He's agreed to marry you, and yet he's taking from you what does not belong to him because you're not married. Why would you trust him? Why would you trust such a man?" to be your provider protector and leader if he's willing to take you to bed and, and fornicate with you and devalue you before you get married mm-hmm. then i turn to him and i say the same thing why would you trust her she's willing to do this I said, you two better think about what you're doing and that's a short version the case has a lot tougher but I get them to see what it is. I say, "Do you repent of this?" And they say, "Yeah." I said, "Do you remember?" Because, because I, I'm serious. I'll just say that wedding's off and for six months, postponed. And they go, "Okay." And I say, "You honor each other." That's what men are supposed to do. Not satisfy themselves and use excuses to. Go to bed with their wife. Well, at least I love her. We're engaged, so it's okay. No, it's not. And men need to stop. They need to repent. And I'll say this to everybody out there before the break: If you are living with a woman, you're not, uh, you're not going to bed with her. You're not engaged to her. I mean, well, you're not married to her. Excuse me. You need to to get out of that environment right right away, right right now. You just say, but follow God first you're going to follow God first you pack your stuff up and you say I'm gone and you go stay at a friend's house and then you go to church counseling and you get it right that's what you got to do Mm -hmm. but too many men and women are compromising the word of God compromising sexual purity and if they can't trust each other before marriage why are they going to trust each other after marriage Mm
2: -hmm. okay yeah, okay. Well, sounds like solid wisdom It is wisdom
1: And I teach what's called the Amen. theology of marriage And I teach it biblically And it starts, when I do it I, teach with the, I start with the doctrine of the Trinity That marriage is a reflection Of the Trinitarian communion Where a man and a woman Two separate persons Become one flesh How is that possible mm-hmm. God is three persons And one being there's this reflection right. in marriage of unity and if a man and a woman are virgins when they get married to become one flesh so to speak how do they lose their virginity if they're one flesh that's a play on mm-hmm. words but the idea is to show this, the symbolism of purity and that's how it's supposed to be and take our marriages seriously And too many, and I start with the men too many men are not doing it they're not taking a marriage seriously. I agree. That's right. Well, I, could, I agree. We could talk about it. Anyway, so there you go. <laughs> All right.
2: All, All right. right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Hey, Have a blessed evening. You too, too. God
1: bless. All right. Let's get on there with Nelson from Bakersfield. Hey, Nelson, welcome. You're on the air.
4: God bless, Matt. Blessings. Wow. Okay. That's. A lot of great wisdom about marriage right there. Wow.
1: Oh, it is. And there's a break. Sorry, man. And it is. Risk. Not because I'm saying it, but because that's what the Bible teaches, and I'm just telling people what the Bible says. That's it. Hey, brother. i be right back. I've got these messages, okay? Folks, we we'll be right back. If you want to give me a call, 877 2276 we be right back.
0: Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, let's get back on the air with Nelson as soon as the uh, the
1: guy hits it back because we have this new system and I can't get it back on after I put him on hold. Nelson, are you there? Yes, I'm here. There we go. All right, Nelson. Okay, so where were we? Yeah, What's I up? I just want to... Real-
4: Real quick I just wanted to just uh before my question, I just wanted to just share something about marriage that I heard from Tony Evans. This is pretty really good, really um he was saying that he had, of course he has a lot of he gives a lot of marriage counseling as well and uh he said that uh he was counseling a couple and the the fiance, the lady had I think over uh, a debt over five thousand I'm sorry, five fifty thousand dollars of debt wow and he was talking to him well to them both about it and and he said oh don't worry me and her we talked about it that that's, she's gonna pay that she he turned around and looked at her and said wait. don't marry him
1: wait a minute let, 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 let me get this she had fifty thousand dollars in debt and yeah they talked about it and who and said what
4: uh, the the fiance the the male said basically that the couple talked about it and they both decided the couple they're gonna get married that that the wife was gonna pay that debt because that was her debt and so Tony Evans looked at her after the 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 the, the okay. fiance said that he looked at her and said don't marry him.
1: I would say to him don't marry her um but uh and so, because if she's got 50 grand in debt well first of all what's the reason for it that's one of the things you gotta know why why is the yeah. such a debt there is it because she uh you know was in an accident and, and had to live on credit cards while she's making ends meet? maybe she's got a kid or two you know yeah. in, in medical i bills. mean i don't know I mean,
4: the whole context of it yeah. but
1: yeah. It's always important, and then you have to decide if because when you when you uh, get married, each of your debts becomes the other's. And um, exactly, so you know, I wouldn't say, yeah, yeah, I I always want to know the the full the thing. If she's got fifty grand in debt, and it and it's because she bought a lot of shoes and makeup and clothes. That would be a huge problem, and it's a warning flag and I'd say oh, yeah, I don't no I, I wouldn't be involved with someone who has that kind of a problem because it'll exist inside the marriage and so yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, right. If he's willing to take her debt on Depending on the reason she has that debt then that's between them but uh, yeah. you know, if if she said, you know, look, I was I was out of work for six months due to a car accident, I had to live on credit cards, you know, and and she he can and she can prove it. Well, okay, things happen, you know. Then he decides mm-hmm. to pay that off, though. That's his business. Uh, then I would yeah. say, you know, she's trying to be as responsible as, as 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 she can to provide. But it just depends what it is. I would say that that's what I would I would look at first, you know
4: okay 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 yeah Yeah, so um my my Mm. question is uh well just a little background um right now every tuesdays we're going to the bible we're going through the book of exodus and uh we've been in chapter 25 26 and 27 and we've been stuck on 26 for about three weeks already and about the tabernacle And so I just wanted to, I mean, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. I just wanted to uh, ask for your intake of the tabernacle.
1: Mm
4: -hmm. And if you have an article, a few articles of it.
1: Well, I, I haven't written an article on it specifically, the depth that it deserves, because more is written on the tabernacle than any other topic in the Bible. And it's page after page after page, chapter after chapter after chapter. And uh, if you know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the tabernacle has uh, there are twelve tribes of Israel that later around, that were around the uh, the the tabernacle, which is the dwelling place of God, okay, in the holy of holies. And um, so when you, and I've got the information. Uh, I think it's on Carm or whatever. If if you really want the information, I can send it to you. You can email me for it anybody can I'll, I'll email it to you powerpoint slide I have anyway the thing is that the 12 tribes of Israel were camped around the, the tabernacle in four groups of three and so it counts the you if you add up the number of men in each group and each you know group of three and then you put them out uh, from the tabernacle You just put them out north east west south You get a cross. Believe it. Wow. Yeah. And what's interesting is that the four um, tribes, uh, the four groups, had four flags or banners: lion, ox, eagle, and man. In Ezekiel, is a four-faced creature: lion, ox, eagle, and man. Revelation is a four-faced creature: lion, ox, eagle, and man. The four Gospels were secretly known as the lion, ox, eagle, and man. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, the tabernacle, you know, why is it that in the tabernacle, for example, gold is on the inside of the pillars, and wood is on the outside? You know why? That's that like that. The the you said the wood. The wood's on the outside. The gold's on the inside. Yeah. Why? Um from well, as we were studying
4: it, uh, and I think the woods you're talking about is these these big old planks, right, that they fit together to lift up the tabernacle.
1: Well, why was the gold on the inside and the wood on the outside? Okay. Mm. Gold is divinity well, wood is humanity. Yeah. It's pointing ultimately to Christ. Okay. There's good. a book you could get called uh, "Made According to Pattern," and that's by C.W. Slemming, Yeah, C.W. Slemming. S.L.E.M.M.I.N.G. Made according to pattern, and uh, so I have the one from '56. I think I might have the one from 2007, and I, I've had it for a long time. Uh, I've just not um, gone through it because I would like to write a a whole series of articles on it and just extract information, give proper credit where it's due. Say, here's this, here's this, take a look at that, you know. Uh, Just break it down so people can get to it quickly and easily. But that's it. Um, Made according to pattern, we'll take a good look at that kind of stuff. Okay? Okay. Okay, I'll check that book out.
4: And well, also, much, how man. many doors were
1: there in the tabernacle? How many doors? One. one. There's only one. Yeah. That's right. And it faced the rising and there was, sun. mean, uh-huh. oh, it was so the door. And. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus is the door.
4: Yeah, why is the, the bread door, yeah. there?
1: Yeah. All of it points to Christ because he says in Luke 20 in, in uh, John five thirty nine, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life but it is these that bear witness of me now the tabernacle is in the wilderness and, and God says in Exodus 25 8 build a tabernacle among my people so that I can dwell among them
4: whoa
1: mm. he, so he wants to dwell among yeah. his people that's what the tabernacle is when you go to John 1 1 in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word dwelt is skene in the Greek, which can also be translated as tabernacle. Tabernacle,
4: yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yes. man, it was, it was just, it was a great study. It was like, wow. Mm -hmm. it's just there's so much but just so much i mean i am blind i know i mentioned this before and i'm trying to get a a picture in my mind how this tabernacle will look with the inside and outside it just
1: whoa it's amazing yeah oh yeah Uh, it's um, it's something else and transportable and and i've read through stuff before but it's been so many years i hardly remember any of the typologies and the things that are hidden in there but it's there right you're making me want to read it now wow. just to review yeah
4: yeah okay. and uh, just real quick before i go um do you know what happened to the tabernacle
1: nope uh i don't know what happened to it if they because the see the Ark of the Covenant is the the, with the mercy seat on top of it That's the footstool of God and so it was a presence of God the Shekinah presence so they moved it into the the permanent uh, tabernacle not the tabernacle, excuse me the permanent temple and so I would just assume that what they did with the other parts uh, they just took it apart because it was no longer sanctified since it was um, no longer uh, the, the dwelling place of God and the reason it was a tabernacle mm. before, because the people of Israel had to wander in the desert and various things; they weren't in their homeland yet. Yeah. And okay, okay, okay. In the tabernacle, the uh, the the I think it's Matthew twenty-seven, I think, where the veil was torn, and it was torn from top to bottom. It was like four inches thick. There yeah. was no no way anybody could have gone in there to tear it which is interesting because when the Mormons I talk to the Mormons they have in their tabernacles their temples they're supposed to be re- rebuilt of the uh, tabernacle of the wilderness the temple of Israel and then they have veils in their temples and I ask them why would you put a veil back when God is the one who destroyed the veil at the death of Christ why do you put it back The Jews, when the tabernacle veil was torn from top to bottom, when Christ was crucified, symbolizing no more Mm -hmm. barrier between the holy place and the holy of holies the holy place of God. We can go straight through the blood of Christ. We don't need a prophet, we don't need a tabernacle now, we don't need a temple. And I say, why do you put back what God destroyed? And they can't answer the question that's what cults do that's what you know false religions they don't understand theology they don't understand the depth of god's word and so the people who start cults have a minuscule understanding of biblical truth and then they build on the minuscules and then they look for anything else to make it fit and then they don't teach their people what the truth is the depth of the truth and so the people become deceived that's what happens yeah anyway
4: yeah i mean like yesterday i was talking to when i got picked up to go to church i got ch- picked up by j dub and um I could tell she was a j dub by her not even saying it because she was talking about the name of god and this is and that and i knew she was a uh and um she was just saying about uh, how paradise is and so on and so forth and I just asked her the question, How are you justified? She never could answer the question. That's
1: right, because and, uh, in uh, and, yeah. they're required to keep the requirements of the law. February 15th, I think it is, 1989, I'm trying to remember, 1976, yeah. April 1st. I'm trying to remember what, what volume it is, but keeping uh, the requirements of the, of the law. And so, All right, man so I, um, I mean, I started
4: oh. hearing the gospel and everything, and uh, I had to because it just, I have family members or Jehovah's Witnesses. I I can't get off this bus without sharing her the gospel, the truth, and so I did. And and so hopefully, um, God you. does
1: what He does best. And so, good for you, good for you. you know. Praise God, man. All right. You know, okay. Man. All right. Nelson. Well, thank you very much. Okay, we'll talk to you Bye. later. All right, now let's get on the air with Sam from someplace. Sam, welcome you on the air. Maybe not. Sam, only got about a minute and a half. And a lot of feedback. Don't hear anything. Not working. So, got a bad connection, Sam. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, but I, I certainly can't hear you. Let's get to Marsha from Greensboro. Marsha, welcome. You're on the air.
3: Hey, Matt. Oh. I have a question hey. about mm-hmm. the um, parable of the 10 virgins. Mm-hmm. So in Matthew 25 and 10, it says and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut so do you think that that um, points also to the rapture in that it's like instantaneous that there's
1: I, I don't see that As being a rapture oriented verse uh, I see it as okay. The issue of It could be You know i must not I'm right though But I, I see it more As the issue of Of uh, Justification But We're out of time We need to unpack that pack a little bit more So call back tomorrow Let's talk okay. about this more. Okay All right of the uh, Ten Virgins, Matthew 25, 11, 13. And will God bless, Marsha. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Hey, folks, we're out of time. There's the music. I'm out of here. May the Lord bless you. And by his grace, we are back on here tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then.